All right, hello right, everyone. Welcome it. back to episode 27 of OPA Podcast. We are back for the 2020 yep. season of the Gopher Football Team. Uh, and here are your hosts. My name is Jason. My name is Laurent. Zero is set in every record. Guider. Uh, I'm Wyatt. I'm just glad football's back. Ogres. And Griffin. And today we'll be doing a um, a jam-packed episode for you today. Today, first, we'll be previewing our home opener matchup versus the number 19-ranked Michigan Wolverines. Um, hashtag 2015 Revenge Tour for us. Um, this game will take place Saturday, October 24, 2020 at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time kickoff on ABC and on 100.3 FM KFAN Radio. Uh, featuring College Game Day, who will be back for the second time in Gopher football history, uh, back-to-back years. Let it be known that Michigan was offsides in 2015 when uh, that last play happened. I'm not salty. Yes, I am. Um, anyway, yes. I'm still, game. I'm still salty that like Mitch Leiner and that offense just stood there for like two minutes in the red zone doing nothing you know what and that's where management came in pj fleck would have known the clock was going (laughs) true all right so um what is special about this game as well besides college game day being a ranked opponent at home um this is for the battle for the little brown jug um the story goes, is from what I remember, I could be wrong. Again, it's been passed down for many people. Is that Michigan was thought our water was contaminated, so they brought their own water. And then when they left, they left their jug behind. We kept it. And then we never gave it back until they beat us in the game. At least that's what the story goes. But uh, Michigan currently leads the all time series 75, 23, and 5. Um, the last time. Our Gophers have defeated the Wolverines back in 2014 under Jerry Kill, um, defeating a Brady Hoke-led team in 30-14, and Brady Hoke got fired that season. Um, and the last, and then the last time uh, that this uh, PJ Fleck team of the Gophers met the Wolverines was back in 2017 with Demi Croft under center, and our lead receiver was Philip Howard in that game, where we lost 10-33. Uh, isn't Phil about quarterback now? He's a cornerback, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and, uh, first interception last year was against Rutgers. <laughs> there ain't a lot of room on the uh, wide receiver chart. Uh, that was the yeah. big man, Mac. <laughs> But the uh, big game that has all four of us reeling still has been we were in our rookie year of the University of Minnesota marching band. Uh, was a night game at home against Michigan. Jim Harbaugh's first season. Uh, of course, Don't. Uh, Michigan uh, did line up outsides per Griffin, but also another one was like if they had not reviewed the Drew Wolitarski touchdown, that would have been okay for me, albeit not right, lol. <laughs> <laughs> per our notes. But um, that was a saddest halloween show ever um that was depression that was a game to which we completely and utterly outplayed michigan 
that was that Michigan team that had Jabril Peppers just out here trying to end lives, and we completely and utterly outcoached them, to which a tight end, if I remember correctly, had like over 100 yards in that game, to be clear. And that was that game we were on like the one or one half yard line and there were like 27 seconds left and ain't nobody do nothing on first. Mm, why? Because Tracy Clays was out here eating a dilly bar instead of coaching. Whew. But you know, hey, hey, it's it's all good because yeah, Tracy is so much better of a coach than PJ Fleck. I'm fine. <laughs> was that a? Now he's. I was going to assume it was. Coach, right at uh, Virginia Tech. He's a what? I think Tracy Clay's is a line, the linebackers coach at Virginia Tech Hokies. Because he, oh. he, 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 uh, I think departed the Washington State program last season or the end of last season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, when uh, Mike Leach left or something. To Mississippi yeah, I mean, State. It's not like they were playing <laughs> to begin with anyway. And now Mississippi State out here beating LSU, right? Yeah, and then losing every other game by a lot. <laughs> so, um, we are previewing this game, so let's start with our Golden Gophers. We are currently ranked number 24 in the AP poll. Um, five oh, spots below the oh, Michigan Wolverines. Back in. <laughs> yep. And um, the big thing was that uh, historically Michigan has struggled against ranked teams at their uh, opponent's home turf. So um, home field advantage sort of for us. But ESPN has their FPI ranking Minnesota. Uh, it updated this morning to number 28. Uh, they project us still to have a 4.8 and a 4.2 record uh, to come up for the season. So five or four game wins. Um, the thing, the teams beating us for the West is Wisconsin, Iowa, and Northwestern. Um, I'm not sure what smoke they're we they're 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 smoking uh, for Northwestern to be up there, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They really think Peyton Ramsey's just gonna be a freaking. Are you just kidding me? I'm not. It says right. I was looking at the report article. I was like, wait a minute, WTF? Wait, does Northwestern have a corner who can cover Rashad Bateman? Is that is that because uh, last year that did not go well for him? Last ran the same play two times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> we disrespect. We said, wait, Tanner kind of overthrew him this last time. Let's give him another shot. Same place, same time. <laughs> yep. Sounds. I'm upset. I'm upset. That's a, and I respect Northwestern. I really do. But their best receiver, Venice Skoranek, plays for Notre Dame. So I'm just, I'm just out here trying to figure out who are they throwing to. Who's covering Rashad? True. And who's going to be on that offensive line? Because I've seen a whole bunch of people done opted out for him, but that's none of my business. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, you're up. <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald <laughs> is playing linebacker, wrecks everything. I respect Pat Fitzgerald. He is probably like, of the former players who are now coaches, 
Pat Fitzgerald is the most terrifying player in the big as of a Big Ten coach. Because I believe he is the only defensive player to win the Bronco Nagurski t- uh, trophy two years in a row. Yep. Best defensive player. And he played at Northwestern. <laughs> yep. But they say don't nobody in the country want to see Pat Fitzgerald back in his heyday. But we digress. Um, that's uh, ESPN's FPI. Uh, but S&P Plus ranks Minnesota at number 15 overall, projecting us to have a seven-game record, contending with Wisconsin for the Big Ten West. And uh, they're predicting us to beat the beat, try to fight out with Wisconsin to battle Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. I can live with that. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. And um, to go from Morgan there... And- um, our Gophers uh, from last season, so we ended 2019 with 11-2 record with major victories over Penn State and Auburn. Uh, tied for first in the Big Ten West, co-champions with Wisco, but uh, they, but Wisconsin won the head-to-head to go to the Big Ten title game. Um, but other than that, you know, we had a fairly impressive season. We were, we, we were picked six to win the West last year, and now with this season coming, we have higher expectations. A lot of starters coming back, for example, we have Tanner Morgan, QB who is essentially our passing leader in history. Uh, Mohamed Ibrahim back at running back. Rashad Bateman, who opted out earlier prior to the season, is now back in the fold as number zero. Uh, so, hallelujah. Um, Chris Ottman-Bell, still back at wide receiver. Jake Paulson, Brevin Span for a tight end. Then most of our offensive line, uh, which is Curtis Dunlap Jr., Connor Olsen, Blaze Andrews, Sam Schluter, which I know I harked on him a lot last year and two years ago, but he's better now. John Michael Schmitz, who was our rotational offensive lineman, and um, possibly Daniel Filele. Uh, we'll get back to him. And then, of course, on defense, Michael Dutreway in the D-line, Jordan Howden and Ben St. Just on the defensive backfield, uh, Mariano Sorimarin, a linebacker, and maybe Braylon Oliver. And then special teams, um, who split time last year was Brock Walker and Michael Lance at kicker, Brady Weeks at long snapper, um, and then Grant Ryersey on kickoffs. Um, that's pretty much our returning team from that 2019 season. So if you want to talk about them briefly before we move on to Michigan. Really quick, fun fact for everyone, because I've seen some people say, well, Turner Morgan, he was okay last year. So I'm I'm looking up uh, the passing efficiency rating in the Big Ten, in the history of the Big Ten. Do you all want to take a guess where Tanner Morgan is in the history of the Big Ten? He is not number one. He is no. He's more one of my heart. He is not. A, or can you all guess who is above him? in the history of efficient passing in the Big Ten. Justin Fields? Yes. Russell Wilson? Yes. Is that it? That is um, the list. That is the end of the list. The list goes, the top five is Russell Wilson, Justin Fields, Tanner Morgan, Dwayne Haskins, and number five is Kerry Collins from Penn State back in 94. Kerry Collins? 
Kerry Collins with a 172.9 passing efficiency, uh, passing efficiency rating, and then right under that is JT Barrett. So, like, Dana Morgan different. Just to That's be an elite company right there. That is very elite company. You have arguably the current MVP of the league at number one. You have the dude who's battling with Trevor Lawrence for the number one pick at number two. And then you got Captain Morgan, who makes opposing secondaries want to drink Captain Morgan. So Tana Morgan. And he was essentially just thrown into it uh, when you think about that Nebraska game a couple years ago. It was kind of just like, here are the reins, and he finished the season all right. And when you have a whole offseason to mature and then learn the entire system and then do what he did, it's it's impressive. It's impressive. I'm excited to see where he plays on Sundays. I don't want to think about it yet. I want him to support for one more year. <laughs> Y'all remember when Mitch Leitner was supposed to be a first-round draft pick? Anybody remember that? I remember that. Oh, remember no. when uh, the Vikings signed him and then he played one drive and lost 30 yards? A 30-yard sack. <laughs> and then uh, he ended up driving for Bike Squad. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> That's what he went on to, is he was driving for Bike Squad for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yep. I I don't yep. judge Fight Squad people and DoorDash because people do it as a legitimate side hustle. So, yeah. like, I don't. Okay, that's fine. But that wow, like, I don't I don't know what else he was doing, but like, he was not playing for the Vikings. That's for sure. I'm like, y'all remember when Jerry Kill's whole strategy for recruiting quarterbacks were let's recruit dudes who are also probably tight ends. <laughs> we're gonna make tight ends or linebackers, and we're gonna make them quarterbacks. See, he took that from the Funky Brewster strategy. Why are we taking anything from Tim Brewster? Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what good out of Tim Funky Brewster? I hear he's no longer on uh, Jimbo's staff, so. He got hired somewhere? He was hired by Jimbo back when Jimbo was at Florida State for a bit. Um, then when he went to A&M, went with him for a year, year, and then I think he departed or got fired. I'm not sure. Wait, Tim was on Jimbo Fisher's staff? As a tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Why did you <laughs> tight ends? That's what we should have taken from him. <laughs> hey, the one good thing. I bet Tim Bruther would have utilized the tight ends last year. That's what the only thing Tim Brewster would have used. <laughs> yeah. Um, would have had 100 catches for 15 yards. <laughs> mentioning it, um, we did lose Kirk Shiraka. He departed Minnesota to go back home to Pennsylvania. to Penn, So he got hired to Penn State to James, uh, James Franklin's staff. Um, but with that departure, we onboarded um, offensive coordinator, uh, the co the according who oversaw Jordan Love being developed into a first round late first round draft prick pick that prick pick um and Mike Sanford Jr. um who coached at Notre Dame before as well and was a head coach for I think Western Kentucky when Jeff Brom departed. Um but 
his head coaching tenure wasn't very good, uh, unfortunately. Um, but he was onboarded by PJ uh, to be competent enough to run his offense. And he also named Matt Simon, our wide receivers coach, to co-offensive coordinator with Mike. Uh, so hopefully we should be keeping some continuity in his offense, but also probably some new th things from Mike Sanford, who's pretty much a little – uh, a little younger uh, quarterback kind of coach for Tanner, Zach, Jacob, and Cole. Um, and on defensive backside, we did lose our um, corners coach. He got rehired to uh, Oregon. That was his uh, school prior as a GA. And we hired um, from Mark D'Antonio's former staff, uh, his defensive backs coach who has developed um, great defensive backs. And PJ worked with him back during his Ohio State era when he was a GA. So some key departures on the staff and additions too. Forgot about that. And, and Chad Wilt on the D-line. Yeah, because uh, Mike Panagos uh, was hired by um, Greg Schiano at the, at the, uh, as part of the record staff as well. Yep, thank you. Match. Match. Yeah, oh, where, Chad Wilt, I know that name. Where did he coach last year? Was he at um... – Cincinnati. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so we got a defensive line, defensive line now. Okay, because Cincinnati last year was hitting people. Yep. So I'm, I'm here for that. Cool. Yeah, well, you got to watch uh, Chad Wilt's uh, Twitter because he had, like, videos of just him like, in the indoor practice facility with those, like, giant dummies and just doing work on it. I was like, oh, our D-line. <laughs> well, I mean, that's going to be necessary considering that we lost. Everyone on that D line. So Winston Delalabadir, Carter Coughlin, <laughs> Sam Renner. And our linebackers while we at it. Kamal Martin. Uh uh Thomas Barber. Yeah. Anton Winfield Jr. who's falling uh, uh, in the NFL. Williamson. <laughs> this is not ideal. This defensive situation is not ideal. I'm a, I ain't going to As like a hot take, I think Sam Renner is the biggest loss on the defense. Hot takes for 500. Oh. That is a hot take. That is a hot take. That one's probably to it. That dude... Like, watching, going back and watching games like Nebraska, where we were sending three dudes and still sacking the quarterback because Sam Renner was throwing people. And I was like, who is this man? Where did he come from? How did this happen? A walk-on um, from Maple Grove, Minnesota, who was offered a scholarship two years before he graduated. Look, they get them Minnesota boys in there, get them on that nutrition plan, <laughs> and have them go hunting. That's that's what we need to do. But no, I'm I'm uh I'm concerned. I'm a little bit concerned about this uh, defensive line and uh, these linebackers. I wouldn't be as worried as you think because we we still got Rashad Cheney. There's still Boye. Boy, God, Mike do Treadway has some leadership. Gage Keys, very highly recruited, coming in from Ohio, I believe. Um, and then 
I expect big years from both Atsezi Otomwe and Jay Anderson. Or Otomowo, I think is what it's technically pronounced. Ted Wilkes has a lot to work with, and I have a lot of faith in him. Well, if Chet, like, for me personally, I think, like, <laughs> E-line by itself is the difference between a five and four season and, like, a six and two, seven and one uh, type of season. Well, it would be seven and two because, like, that would mean we go to Ohio State. Uh, we go. <laughs> I was gonna say the Ohio State championship game, which basically is what it is. It's the Ohio State Invitational. Yeah, the Ohio State Invitational. Yeah, the Ohio State Invitational <laughs> to be the sacrificial lamb uh, for Ohio State's number one bid because we all know they do not want to see Clemson until the national championship game. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's why they were so mad at Wisconsin last year. They were like, you had one job. <laughs> you had one job. It's to suck so we can get that number one spot, eat Oklahoma, and let Clemson and uh, who was the other one who was in? It was Clemson and LSU. Let them monsters fight each other out. But no. <laughs> Wisconsin had to be competent in the championship game. <laughs> um, anyway. So I do want to touch on some departures. So, of course, we're expecting great things from our Gophers, even though we did have some major losses on uh, from last season. Uh, we're all excited. You know, ESPN, S&P Plus has them ranked pretty well. A lot of our players coming back recorded statistical seasons. Um, but unfortunately, it is COVID-19. Um, still currently going on, so we did have some key departures. Um, first of all, Demetrius Douglas um, has officially retired from football. Um, I know we harked on him in the past, like for dropping passes, but he did save us in that Georgia Southern game. Um, uh, uh, Fresno that, State. Fresno State, and that kickoff, uh, no, the punt return against Wisconsin when we won the Axe that year. Um, but unfortunately, he is departing the program. Um, he was technically pretty much our number three, number four receiver behind, at the time, Tyler Johnson, Rashad, and Chris. Um, so we lost him, uh, which was official he, on Twitter, and then PJ mentioned in the press conference. Um, I put question marks, and I said maybe for these guys. So we've heard rumblings about Daniel Falele and Braylon Oliver. Uh, we still don't know yet. It's not official, and uh, I personally don't want to speculate what's going on with them but it's just um we don't know um but i think how, how pj coaches this team i think we'll, we'll have guys step up either even though they may have a learning curve if again we're playing michigan uh, as the first game so they may like blow a coverage or two in the beginning and then just settle down um but yeah that's what i have right now i'm not sure if you guys have anything as well in terms of uh, opt-outs or departures for COVID 19 or anything of that sort. I remember um, Curtis Dunlap, he had entered the transfer portal, and then he came like the next day. <laughs> um, so that's that's really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see if he earns uh, his starting job, because Curtis Dunlap was especially... Um, effective in that Penn State game, punching Micah Parsons in the face. Uh, 
So I'm very curious to see if uh, he's going to be a thing. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel like our current wide receiver rotation would have been like agent zero is wide receiver one, the crab wide receiver two, either Seth green or some combination of Daniel trademark action Jackson uh, the true freshman who apparently has been a problem for defense, for our defense in camp. Um, Douglas Emelian, uh, who apparently is a really, 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 really good route runner. And like our other really good route runner, wore the number six. Um, so... I feel like it would be some combination of them at wide receiver three. I don't particularly think Demetrius Douglas would have done that much uh, regardless. Um, he was great when he caught the ball. When he caught the ball, he was a problem. But the question was always, is he going to catch the ball? I think they are going to put Daniel Jackson – and for the for like the big plays and the lineup Seth Green as eligible on the line. So I don't think it would be smart to put Seth as like a straight wide receiver 3 because he does have that tight end. He's just a little he's a little slow too, but he's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't use him as a down the field kind of guy. I mean, he'll he'll contest a catch here and there, but I I'd kind of use him more as a blocker and a tight end, and do do some little sticks, little some little stick routes, get uh, run, run to the chains, go go out and uh, try and get the first down. But I I want to see Daniel Jackson just fly down that field, end around something. <laughs> is he is he is he fast? I don't I don't know what his old stick is. All I know is he broke the Kansas record for touchdown catches. This child had 27 touchdown catches last year uh, in his senior year in high school. 27! They they whole shtick uh, at whatever high school he was at was just throw Daniel action, step one, throw Daniel action Jackson the ball, step two, seven points. Like, that seems to have been their entire shtick, right? And for a while, I had heard it was Douglas Amelian who was killing it. And then camp started. And apparently, Daniel Jackson was like, surprise, I'm here. Uh, so I'm I'm curious. Is he going to be our big play dude? Is he going to be that dude who we're like, Michigan's going to double Rashad Bateman? And then Daniel Jackson is just going to like fly by and they're going to be like, wait, what? Who is this? Is that what's happening? It's probably what's going to happen. I'll be here for it. That or the Brevin Span Ford hype train to which I am a lead conductor on. <laughs> or for me, Muhammad. Oh, we already know you're going to be a problem. That's why we ain't talking about it. <laughs> we ain't even. <laughs> we ain't even talking about running we, we didn't even need talk to worry about, about our running backs. We we're just like, for it. Um, 
Muhammad, yo, uh, Wyatt, what's the over under? If I say five, what's the over under for Muhammad killing somebody uh, this year or seriously maiming some type of defender, some poor child in the secondary? <laughs> what's, what's the scale? Like, scale of. On a, so, like, if I say that. Muhammad Ibrahim is going to injure five people this year <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball. Five people. Over or under that? I'm putting all my money on the over. That's a tough, that's a tough spot to put me in with five. Because I, I can see it go either way. Because, like, to me, it's like if he gets past the linebackers and – Oh. Specifically, say injure, injure. Like, is he gonna injure five people? I don't know. Is he gonna put five people's ass on the ground? Easy. That's gonna be done before the half. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I am, I am putting. I'm just taking five straight up. I feel like five people are gonna get hit by this dude. And they ain't coming back in the game. They're going to be like, you know what? I'm trying to make business decisions. You know what? Maybe, uh, maybe this COVID thing is serious or more serious than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go hit them and they like this. Cough, cough. I got the Rona, coach. I got the Rona. I can't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, was... Behind Muhammad, we have Bryce Williams, who was called upon as a true freshman two seasons ago, who's still in the lineup. Uh, Cam Wiley, who had some action last year, who registered because he only played four games. Um, played a little bit, too. And then uh, I know Griffin's a fan of this guy, Preston Jellin. Uh, has been falling at practices and camp. I love that we're getting running backs with a low center of gravity so they can run over people. Because <laughs> <laughs> guys want some violent dudes. I've been hearing right through them. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about uh, the dude we got from uh, Trey Potts. I've been hearing a lot about that dude. Uh, he was the dude who came in in the Maryland game towards the end, and he averaged like seven or eight yards a carry because they just got him in space and no one could touch him. As I opposed, guess, to, I guess I mean, Maryland's first team defense, essentially. Yeah. As opposed to, like, Muhammad Ibrahim, who, like, yes, people touched him. <laughs> it didn't help them, but, but like, they touched him. They, uh, I've been hearing a lot Is of that. I was asking you to put your hands on his body so he can put you in the ground. Muhammad Ibrahim is just, like, a lot more compact and smaller dairy. That's That's what I've determined. Where, like, he's going to hurt you. I don't know how he's going to hurt but he's going to hurt you. He's going to be very small, but you're still going to die. Like, that's what's going to happen. So, I don't know. So I have right. about a running game. That's what I'm going to say. I, it's going to be just as good. <laughs> I, I call Muhammad. He is the Justice Ginsburg of the Big Ten running He hey, is very that. Love it. <laughs> he is very small. He is very old. 
but also he's gonna hurt you somehow. He is the Justice Ginsburg, rest in peace, of the Big Ten running backs. Um, and yeah, so our running backs are good. Our wide receivers are probably okay. Praying to God that someone steps up. Our tight ends are going to be thrown the ball. And our quarterback is Bop. I want Griffin, do you know anything about how our other quarterbacks not named Tanner Morgan are doing? Uh, quick update. Jeff Brom has COVID. Ooh, what? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm fine. Yo, Jeff, not Jeff Brom with the Rona. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Who, who's Purdue playing in the first game? Do we know? I thought it was Illinois. I could be wrong. Hold on. J- Jason is for sure pulling it up. Oh, never mind. Jason is taking a phone call. Are we recording this? <laughs> I'm back. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so Iowa, 17 minutes ago, uh, Jeff Brown tested positive today with COVID. He informed the staff and team this afternoon is currently at home in isolation. And I believe with uh, Big Ten and NCAA policy, I think out at least 14 days. Yep. Oh, man. Okay. Maybe he, it'll be like Coach he can't come back until he tests negative. Rondell Moore is going to uh, have to coach the team himself. I mean, honestly, Rondell Moore was always the coach. <laughs> like, from the moment he got him, their game plan was throw the ball to Rondell. That was their no, time. Rondell Moore was the game plan. Now he's also the coach. That's what he, he coached all last season when we knocked his ass out. Hey guys, take it easy. You're throwing it to me. Well, that wasn't meant as a chirp. That wasn't meant as a chirp. <laughs> on the sideline to the Rondell Moore uh, coaching session. Walks into the room. All right, team. Here's our game plan. So you're gonna get the snap, right? Boxer comes in on. Uh... Never mind. No, no. You're gonna get the snap, right? Cool. And then you're gonna look for me. And then. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to throw it in my general direction and pray to God that there's not three dudes covering me. That, right? And you know what? If they get it to me and there are three dudes there, but they are in space, then I'm just going to destroy three dudes. Like, that's, that's how it's going to happen. And then the safety is going to come in and they're going to tackle me for what should have been a three-yard loss. That's going to be a 30-yard game. Um, but we digress. Uh, Jeff Brom uh, is out, uh, at least for the early part of the season. Um, so are you guys okay if we move on to Michigan? Uh, uh, not quite yet, because I know LaRon just wanted to talk about quarterbacks real quick. Okay, oh, let's yeah. do that. Yeah. I actually also have a question I want to ask, but we'll do quarterbacks Jake, first. Jacob yep. Clark is still a slinger. Cole Kramer probably won't see much action because we saw what he did against Iowa last year, but that's not his fault. Uh and Zach Anikstead probably is just going to be the backup. But he is okay. a solid backup if Tanner goes down. Uh, 
or something weird happens. I was going to say, like, Zach Anderson is the backup you can complain about. We saw Jacob Clark last year. We, we got a little taste of everybody. I like I like everybody. We got the throwers. We got the pocket passers. Uh, we got a uh, little, little dual threat. little dual threat, you know. Is Tanner run at all this year? Outside of running for his life, is he going to run at all this year? Tanner? Yes. If he slides, he ain't been very good at sliding. <laughs> you better. <laughs> I remember watching the uh, Nebraska game the, in 2018 when Tanner first came in. And he was running. He was like running over linebackers. I'm like. No, get down. <laughs> he he kind of his mannerisms when he runs kind of just it reminds me of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Tanner? No, you know Tanner. Oh no, why? <laughs> no, Tanner reminds me. He's basically Case Keenum to me. Tanner Morgan is Case Keenum to me. Oh, what's the score? 20-0. Start of the third uh, quarter. Oh, it's okay. We got them right where we want. I ain't <laughs> even back there. That's why I'm... <laughs> right where we want them, guys. Blow a 20-point uh, lead again. <laughs> oh, 28-3. <laughs> and that's why Dan Quinn is fired. And Thomas and Utrah, the GM. I was still waiting one more week. If the Vikings can't even get four wins this year, I don't even know, man. You're Fire not that. Everybody. You're bad, but you're not that bad. Fire everyone. Wyatt, you had a question. Yeah. Dan Quinn's probably going to join staff next week. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, who's punting this year? And more importantly, who's holding? Don't go there. Wait a Wyatt, no. <laughs> I Hang forgot on. the specialty part of this. <laughs> position. Let's scroll down. Um, I think holding will be Casey O'Brien if he's healthy. Um, because the other two holders, so um, all graduated. Is he going to play? Casey O'Brien, you think Casey O'Brien in a global pandemic with cancer? Yeah, that's my. Is Casey okay. O'Brien gonna play? Oh no! Uh, so um, number ninety-six, Mike Crawford, who was part of our twenty nineteen recruiting class from Australia, who was like the best Australian punter from that country. I think he may be the starter. Um, because the other guy, that, uh, Ryers listed as kicker slash punter. Because our other guys also Grant Ryersey, but also Matthew Stevenson, who is a graduate student um, punter, uh, also. But I think we might, I think we might give it to the the Aussie boy um, for punting duties, and maybe holding as well. But I'm not sure. Griffin, did we fire our special teams coach yet? <laughs> Did we fire him? Is he going? He's still here? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Michigan going to have a kickoff for a touchdown, Jesus. 
They're going to run an end around mid punt, and it's going to go for 40. No, nah, I think Grant Rice go for it. two. I think I think Grant Rice is gonna kick it out of bounds before they could do that anyway. Yeah, and then they're gonna start on their forty. That's that's what's yeah. gonna well, happen. Yeah, that's a given. We got, got sixty yard fields at this point. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna die. That's what's gonna happen. That's what. Thank you, Wyatt. I was feeling <laughs> so good. You know what? I said we were gonna win six or seven games. No, nah, we went in three games. That's what's gonna happen. So, and that Wyatt's video is. <laughs> I think I think we'll be fine at punter. Um, uh, so, any more questions about this current Gopher roster and this team? Nah. All right. So moving on. No, I'm just hurt. <laughs> uh, so next up, we have our opponent, which is the number 19 ranked Michigan Wolverines. They ended the 2019 season 9-4, and four, losing major games to the Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State. So they finished third in the Big Ten West. They East. got to – oh, Big Ten East. Oh, I can't read today. Um, they were selected and partook in the Citrus Bowl – where they lost to number 13 Alabama, who had no Tua Tango Viola at quarterback. And, Fun fact, uh, you know that Mac Jones has thrown for more yards and more touchdowns in the first four or five games than Tua ever did? Really? I feel like we might respect him, Mac, uh, Mac Jones. Return of Mac. I feel like we might have been disrespecting him. Possibly. Just throwing that. Um, so looking at, uh, a few things, uh, so let's look at key departures first. So quarterback, Shea Patterson, the graduation, Dylan McCaffrey to transfer, uh, wide receiver, Nico Collins, uh, opted out. Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, went to the draft, uh, Tarek Black transferred tight end, Sean, uh, uh, McKean, McCone, uh, graduated. Four, their starting uh, five offensive linemen all got drafted. Uh, John Runyon Jr., Ben Bredson, Cesar Ruiz, and Michael uh, Onwenu. Um, defensive end Mike Dana graduated. Linebacker Jordan Glasgow graduated, along with linebacker slash safety Kalik Hudson. And then cornerback Ambry Thomas opted out, and Levert Hill graduated. Uh, key return returners to the team is the running back uh, cast of Zach Charbonnet, Hassan Haskins, Chris Evans, wide receivers Ronnie Bell, Giles Jackson, their lone offensive lineman uh, Jalen Mayfield, uh, defensive ends uh, Quiety Pay and um, Aiden Hutchison, D-tackle Carlo Kemp, linebackers Cam McGrone and Josh Ross, cornerbacks Vincent Gray, safeties Dax Hill and Brad Hawkins, uh, with some key players uh, new that we may be facing is um, for sure uh, their new quarterback in Joe Milton, who I've heard uh, Fox analysts and ESPN analysts see him to be like a very Cam Newton-esque kind of player. He's a big guy at quarterback with a big arm as well, but he hasn't played very much at all. So he's a very big unknown, but I think 
if Joe Rossi can get our defense ready, um, I think we can exploit um, Mr. Joe Milton, um, who is a fairly green quarterback starting in the Big Ten. But then again, uh, who who knows? Um, this is the year to go after him too, because this is where he learns like the the routes of his receivers and what he wants to run. So there's probably going to be a lot of misthrows, overthrows. Uh, so as long as we can uh, put uh, players in the right spot at the right times, I, the, the first year could be a problem. I'm not scared of Joe Milton yet. Let, look, he played a little bit in 2018. He threw four balls. He had he did three or four for one interception. Last year, he threw seven balls. He uh, completed three of seven for a 42% uh, completion percentage for one touchdown and one interception. He has one touchdown and two interceptions in his career. Oh, and two sacks. He got sacked twice. So, am I I supposed am I supposed to be ter- terrified? Am I I supposed to be scared? Why am I supposed to be scared? We supposed unless to be scared? khaki pants scare you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not khaki pants. <laughs> I, I look look look. Do you know who uh, Michigan's best quarterback is since uh, Jim Harbaugh came in? Jake Rudock, who was their 2015 quarterback, was their best quarterback since he came in. So I'm look, if you're Joe Milton, maybe he'll have a Tanner Morgan type season. Who knows? I, yes, Wyatt. Okay, I see your face, Wyatt. Didn't Jim Harbaugh play quarterback? Jim Harbaugh did indeed play quarterback at Michigan. So someone want to tell me why he can't recruit a quarterback? That's See, worth two shits? No, 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 no. He's recruiting quarterbacks. He's just not developing quarterbacks. You see that? No, I, look, he could it's have a change the question. That's fair. I mean, look, Joe Milton, he could Hang have on. a channel. I think Michigan fans season. would hate this. Get it out. What? I hate you. <laughs> I hate you for that. Man, look, I was I was all on the hardball train for the first two years. I was like, that shouldn't have happened. That, and as Minnesota fans who know what happened to us against Wisconsin back in 2004, they're like, we should be a lot more empathetic uh, to botch that. So, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I really like uh, Ronnie Bell really like that dude, but uh, that's their only wide receiver. <laughs> Wisconsin 2004, you can stop hurting me like this, man. <laughs> Look, we're talking about in 2015, so I don't know. Are we going to get to keys of the game? Because I still got essays to write and yep. papers to grade. So, keys of the game. Let's go ahead. Um, Joe Rossi throw every single blitz in the book at him. Everything. Throw everything at him. I don't... 
I don't care. I don't care. I want, uh, if anyone plays Madden, I want Engage 8 all game. <laughs> I want Hit him with everything. I want what is it? If you go like the goal line, <laughs> you're not even gonna throw safety back there. I, want, I just want Jordan Howden <laughs> to be the sole dude in the back, and I want to hit him with everything else. <laughs> I um, don't even care if we sack him. I just want to hit him. I think I want uh, him to start. I think uh, Urban Meyer said it best because you know how Urban does his like Urban analysis with Big Ten Network. Um, I love that. He mentioned a lot, particularly with Joe Ross's defense. When they play a red zone defense, they play goal line seven. So seven of our defensive players are playing at different levels, spread across the red zone, like the ten uh, yard line and into the end zone. And we did it pretty well throughout the season, um, except for Wisconsin, because they scored outside of the red zone when they gutted us last year. So we'll forget about that. But goal line seven, Joe Ross's defense, as long as if we, if Michigan gets to the red zone and let our four defensive linemen just eat, like they did to like Sean Clifford's uh, offensive line and all the other offensive lines we wrecked uh, last season, I think. This is gonna be crucial, but again, of course, we. I, I just want. I think Calvin really just walked off the field. Uh oh. Atlanta's uh -oh. lost Calvin Ridley, but, but I digress. But I think key to the game. I think Joe Ross. Like again, I think you would agree. Joe Ross would get that defense ready. <laughs> well, I mean, like, because here's the thing. Like, I am truly confident in our corners. I am very confident in them. Um, my whole shtick is because Griffin, Wyatt, I think both of you are less concerned about the D-line than I am. Or maybe that was Jason. I don't know. I am. I, am, I didn't actually make any comments about the D-line. What'd you say, Wyatt? I didn't actually make any comments about the D-line. I don't know enough. I think that was okay, good. that's fair. This like, I am a lot more concerned about the D-line. Maybe it's just my Minnesota pessimism. Um... But I really think if Michigan's going to win this game, they're actually going to win it running the ball down our throats. Because most of the people who are placing who was there before, like a Boye Mape, um, a Sezi, um, if you want to go to the linebackers with Mariano Sori Marin, I don't know if Braylon Oliver is going to play but even some of the young dudes who we're bringing in or uh, who played last year, most of them were really good for blitzing, for going downhill and eating the quarterback. Please see the second half of the Iowa game last year when Joe Rossi decided Nathan Stanley, he ain't sitting in this pocket no more. He going to die, right? But they seem to be like a lot of a liability against the run. Which is why, like, for the longest time, I'm like, why isn't Boye Mafe there on every play? He's throwing people. He should be here, right? It seems like they were a liability against the run. If that's still the case, if I'm Michigan, I'm going to get me a Nick Saban hat, and I'm running the damn ball all game. 
right? That, that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going on their defensive side. I'm covering Rashad Bateman, and I'm saying I'm going to let – no. I'm going to stack the box, and I'm going to double Rashad Bateman. Then I'm going to be like, I'm going to let literally anyone else beat me. Like, if Brevin Span Ford wants to pull a Noah Fant, sure. Go for it. I'm okay with that. Rashad Bateman is not going to get 160 yards and two touchdowns on me. Nope. Not happening. Um, well, that, that's my whole opinion on this whole shtick. Okay. Um, my takes uh, play really good defense. I know Joe Rossi will scheme to the best of our to the best of our team and players so i trust that so make sure defense is locked up i think offensively i think tanner um well first of all i think the run game should still be part even part of the game plan even though michigan is bringing back a stout d line um we still manage the run on penn state and auburn you know as long if we can get the inside and outside zone going with the offensive line we'll be in it uh to hang in there uh the entire game um so but i think offense tanner to stay clean um pass to any open receiver including our tight ends and running backs uh not just rashad i know rashad's gonna get his uh his cake uh, and eat it um but yeah i think that's me and then of course special teams try not uh use offense and defense and try to limit them or all, or all three teams play a full game, and there's no mistakes or less, a little mistake. So, um, so that's my keys to the game. I don't know about you guys. Run the damn ball, eat the clock. I was gonna say control the pace. We want to play with the lead. We we want to have control of the tempo. If that's if we're doing that, then we're playing fine, in my opinion. But do you think Michigan's going to let us run the ball? I didn't say just run the ball. I said control the pace. What? We dictate the pace? No. What's Michigan going to do if we're dictating the pace all game? So then my question, why? If we win the coin toss, are you taking the ball or are you deferring? Give me the ball. You won't. With the offense offense that PJ has, give me the ball. All right. You don't don't want to test out our defense first? Nope. Wow. Okay. Lead early. Lead off. So. Taking the ball? I respect that. (laughs) If it was me, I would defer because I want to score a touchdown and want to get the ball then and then score another touchdown after the half. <laughs> I want 14 points in two possessions. Because one thing I heard about Joe Milton is that he got, like, a bazooka. He got that bazooka trait on that arm. So, like, I feel like Michigan throwing the ball, they're just going to say, yo, we have really fast wide receivers. We don't know how well they're developed, but they're really, really fast. So we're going to have them run down the field. You know who else was really, really fast? Who? Demetrius Douglas. Oh, Wyatt. Why would you? Why would you bring that up? Why would you bring that up? 
everyone knows Demetrius Douglas had one problem, and it was because he couldn't hold out of the ball. <laughs> He's like, I'm running at track speed. I'm also not going to catch the ball. But, like, I'm open in theory. They ain't even put nobody on them. That's how sad that was. They were like, you have a cannon and really fast receivers. He's got to put the ball in the right spot, and they've got to catch it. That's fair. You yourself said this. You trust our corners. I do trust our corners. I don't trust they gotta beat I don't trust our safeties. You don't trust Jordan. I don't trust Jordan I don't trust him. He called game against Penn State. I appreciate that. But he ain't Antoine. Listen, nobody's Antoine. <laughs> All offensive rookie of the month, Antoine Winfield Jr. to you, sir. He's balling at Tampa Bay. Um, so on the move on, uh, let's go to score predictions. So did um, did I stutter when I Antoine? <laughs> uh, so Vegas uh, has the betting odds. Um, Michigan opens as a two and a half point underdog as they come to our Twin Cities for the Little Brown Jug. Um, of course, it's very documented at this point that um, Michigan is one and eight, I believe, in all their ranked road games, and have been um, zero and ten in the Harbaugh era as an underdog. Um, ESPN has us um, as uh, one and a half point favorites. So here's my score. I think we'll come up on top just because I think culture and like this uh, next man up mentality for the Gophers. I think Virgo will win it. Um, crap, I can't. I cannot do math. Uh, Thirty-one twenty-eight. No, I can't. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Gophers on top. Somebody. Anyone else want to take it? 30, I, that's, 33. That's my prediction. <clears throat> Gophers, 33. Michigan, 27. We kick the field goal, force them to score a touchdown, and Jordan Howden with the INT <laughs> at LaRon's. Yo, yo, yo. That's All you, LaRon's. Mentioned that Jordan Howden's gonna get burned three times in this game to get them to 27. Are you gonna mention that part? <laughs> but the W, the W. <laughs> Do you want the W? Yo, the W's gonna be there, but it's not gonna be thanks to Jordan Howden. It's gonna be despite of Jordan Howden. At the end of the season, <laughs> what's the one thing everyone looks at? The record. Okay. Um. God. Mm. Thirty-three. No. Thirty-four. Twenty-four. Michigan. Oh. I. Not. Oh wait, no. I changed back there. 30 to 34, Michigan. Cool. I do not 
trust. I know Griffin's going to say it. Yeah, whatever. I do not trust our defensive line at all. Yes, I know Michigan is bringing in four new starters, but we're basically replacing our whole D-line. And on average, based off of recruiting, what Michigan's bringing in is more talented than what we're bringing in. It's, it's just how it works. Um, I really think they are going to run it down our throats until we commit to stopping it. And then they're just going to use a Joe Milton's cannon arm and throwing it down the field. Now, I think that Joe Milton going to throw two interceptions in this game. I still think they're going to run it right down our throats. And on the offensive side, I've been hearing rumors that Daniel Falele might not be playing. I've been hearing rumors that Curtis might not be playing. So uh, the right side of our offensive line, like we saw what happened against Wisconsin when Daniel Falele went down. They just said, uh-oh, we smell weakness. And then they just came after it the entire time, and Tanner was running for his life the entire time. Um, I don't trust Michigan's corners, but I feel like unless this is a Daniel Jackson or Brevin Span for surprise, we're that good, which would all be like, speculation I do not believe I believe that they can take Rashad away and if they take Rashad away and their D-line is stout enough against our O-line that might be missing two people just remember Laurence, it's not always about who you recruit it's about how you use them well they sent every single member of their offensive line last year to the NFL so the one thing I do know is that they can develop them into uh, NFL prospects every single one of them went to the NFL did every single one of our D line go to the NFL I don't think that's what happened so once again my point remains uh, Sam Renner here's the NFL the Rams. What? Yo. Am I wrong? Proud. Carter Coughlin is on special teams for uh, the Giants. Right. Yeah, but Thomas Barber ain't doing nothing. Where's Winston Delata Badere? He's coaching he in the Arena nothing. League. Having the best name on the planet. That's where Winston Delata Badere is. So, yeah, that's my prediction 34 30 Michigan. Also, I'm just saying that because Minnesota nihilism has gotten to me. <laughs> oh, you, Wyatt. I'm going to say 27-34 Michigan. All right. High five, Wyatt. So, um, actually, yeah. we had a quick question. So, Kyla just joined into the live stream here. So, hello, Kyla. Um is Daniel Filet even playing or not? So to answer your question, Kyla, we don't know. Um, we've heard rumblings he may not play. Some uh, possibility he may be opting out. We don't know. Um, so we did this, um, some speculation, but we hope, fingers crossed, he's back in. But we don't know. Um, and then our other gonna... question, which Hogwarts houses would be which Big Ten team? 
Um, there are only four Hogwarts houses. I think, I, mean, just, so, I think for now, let's just leave it for Minnesota and Michigan because it's us two playing this Saturday uh, that we've been focusing on. I feel like Michigan is definitely Slytherin and Minnesota is definitely Hufflepuff. We're Gryffindor. Look at the color scheme, right? But no, I think we Hufflepuff. Like, I feel like we're still getting disrespected, even though we're even though we're somehow favored, which has never happened. What? How are we favored? Um, I, th- I think Vegas is betting. Uh, oh, part. I think Vegas. Part of Vegas' assumption is that Michigan hasn't really done well against ranked teams as an underdog on the road. Like the last time they won a ranked game on the road. Was against it was in 2018 against Michigan State, uh, under a Mark D'Antonio team. I think that was what, the. So. Was it Michigan? They played us in 2015. Weren't they like 15 or something? Yeah, at I the rain know. game we had in, in 2018. Um, but that was also the same season. They only won seven games uh, with their bowl game as well. Um, Either way, we're Hufflepuff. Take it. Enjoy it. <laughs> Kyla answered great answer thank you MN is totally Hufflepuff <laughs> you see it right <laughs> we have strong Hufflepuff energy where everyone forgets we're a thing like someone released butt batting odds for like the Big Ten West and we're still below Nebraska like that's that's where we are we are Hufflepuff energy so excited to watch Nebraska go two and seven. Wait, like that's so would so in your eyes would also our rivals Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Iowa are also Slytherin? No, 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 no. Wisconsin, no, no, no. first of all, it's Gryffindor. No, no, uh, Wisconsin is Slytherin because I hate them. <laughs> Iowa is Gryffindor because I hate them, but I gotta respect them. Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska is Harry Potter's step parents. That is who Nebraska is. Actually. Like, if we're talking about Big Ten schools as Hogwarts schools, Nebraska ain't a Big Ten school. We who invited them? Who invited them? Don't nobody. Maryland doesn't belong. <laughs> yeah, but we appreciate you know what? Maryland also has Hufflepuff energy. <laughs> Maryland does have Hufflepuff. That Hufflepuff energy, like they really could be good, and it really doesn't. Frankly, it does not make sense that Maryland is good. Because what? Yes. What's Rutgers? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Rutgers is the magical hat that chooses what. We have another question from Jordan Labatt. Uh, he asks, are you guys Liner oh. Island or Ronda Ranch? What? Rhoda? So, Does he mean Rhoda? Yeah. yeah. So are you guys Liner Island or Rhoda Ranch? 
I'm at Brawl Call the lesser of two evils? <laughs> Are you the American political system? Um, I, think, public I think I'll go with Make Captain sure. Morgan because at least he'll let me drink my sorrows away and enjoy it. Um, Yo, I mean, <laughs> answer. Cool, I feel you. This isn't just orange juice. I'm kidding. This, <laughs> this is definitely just orange juice. My liquor is in my cabinet over there. But other than that, that's a big ass mimosa there, Laurent. I had mimosa. No, this is Rona season. I'm getting my vitamin C up, dog. That's fair. For Kylo. Oh, not Kylo. Uh, for Cami Schaefer, hydrate or dihydrate? Hydrate or dihydrate, 2K20. Nice. Look, let's be clear. We have all of our predictions and things like that. But we all know that the season's going to be canceled mid-November because of the giant cannibalistic turkeys that are going to come and take over the world. <laughs> 2020. Plus Krampus. Uh, Any other hot takes? Any other? Oh, uh, hot takes. Let's end this podcast. I got stuff to write. <laughs> Let's do some. <laughs> Let's do some hot takes for the season. Hot takes for the season. Oh, I haven't thought about that. So, it's really hard I to saw, think about when the season starts I, in October. I saw of some rumblings. I think if we do have a solid season where we win seven or even eight games for the Gophers, I think PJ Shut up. will take a NFL coaching job oh. after the 2020 season. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if no. Had Michigan fire Jim Harbaugh and hire PJ, that would make more sense to me. But nah, nah, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't. But, you, have you been no, that was my spicy guess? take. Fire Jim Harbaugh is not a hot take anymore. It's an overdue profit. My hot takes are twofold. Number one, Purdue wins the West. Ooh. Purdue wins. How are you going to do that when Jeff Brown got the Rona? Look, <laughs> hey, their game plan. Look, you remember how last year we had Tyler Johnson and we had Rashad Bateman. Y'all remember that? How unguardable that was? So, like, yes, they got Rondale back, right? But what people don't remember is that there were three first-team wide receivers last year, Big Ten first team. It was Rashad Bateman, it was Tyler Johnson, and then it was Purdue's, uh, what was it, David Bell, who was a true freshman who went for over 1,000 yards last year. Now him and Rondell Moore are going to be on the same field at the same time. They're going to be on guard. I, I really think they are going to be unguardable this year. Um I don't think they're going to play defense, but I think they're going to be unguardable. So that's hot take number one. Hot take number two, Kirk Ferentz is gone at the end of this year uh, for Iowa. Even with all that smoke, um, they just survived? From the because, because of the racism scandal that's at it, 
Like, I don't know if y'all remember Akram Wadley, their running back who was running us over back in 2015-16. But he came out on Twitter, and he was like, he was saying no one should ever be a Hawkeye. Like, that's what this dude was saying. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like Kirk Ferentz is gone, and because of nepotism, uh, his son, Brian Ferentz, who's currently the offensive coordinator, is going to be the new head coach. Very nepotistic. Very, very. And, I got an interesting one. and all of their football coaches got raises uh, this year after Iowa cut a couple sports teams. Damn. Burn Iowa to the ground. Wyatt, go. <laughs> uh, so, Indiana will finish third in the East. Over. Ahead of Michigan's. Jim Harbaugh still will not be fired. Why? That's spicy. That implies that Indiana can win a game against Michigan or Penn State. Are you are you going there? I'm gonna go there. Nine Indiana is long overdue for a really bad season. Who's really overdue? Michigan. Okay. FPI has uh, FPI has them ranked 18 to win like six games. So for the record, if Michigan beats us this week, so when Michigan beats us this week, I will change my hot take. (laughs) Obviously, if they're yeah season off on the wrong foot, then they're not gonna yeah. Rutgers gets three wins. Oh. <laughs> Who? Like, what three teams are going to lose to Rutgers under Greg Schiano? Michigan State. That's fair. Illinois. Don't disrespect the beard like that. Oh, <laughs> my. Put that finger back down. They're not losing to Illinois. Get out of here. And Indiana. Uh, <laughs> play Maryland? I'm throwing you. Indiana? Go lose to Rutgers? No, I think I, I can see why Griffin says Indiana because Rutgers is going to hurt Michael Penix and they don't have Peyton Ramsey to save them, so they're going to blow it. Yeah. I feel like just, Rutgers just, might be. I feel like Rutgers really might be Arkansas. Like, have y'all been seeing what Arkansas is doing? Not recently. The bacon bitch. Like Arkansas is two and two. They have won two SEC games in Sam Pittman's first year. I think that's his name. Sam Pittman's first year as head coach, and they should have beat Auburn because there was like a backwards like he. On the last play of the game, he spiked the ball backwards, which is actually a fumble, and Arkansas recovered it, but they called it a spike ball. Ooh. And so, like, they stole no, disrespect to Arkansas like that. <laughs> they, because, yeah, because Auburn was kicking the last second field goal to win the game, and he fumbled the ball, and Arkansas recovered. 
but they said, no, it's a spike ball. And then they looked back at it the next day and they were like, oh, well, there wasn't clear recovery. <laughs> anyway, Arkansas, who knows? They might be this year's Arkansas. True. Rank Arkansas, you cowards. <laughs> All right, awesome. So um, this will conclude our preview against the number 19 uh, Michigan Wolverines for our Big Ten home opener at TCA Bank Stadium this Saturday, October the 24th. So for all of our fans, uh, our friends and colleagues and family members listening and watching, uh, thank you for your time. And uh, again, my name is Jason. My name is Laurent's nihilistic Minnesota fan guider. Um, my name is Wyatt. Uh, Brotherhood of Hating the Khaki Pants Okers. And Griffin. And please enjoy your, uh, the rest of your weekend, and we'll see you at the next podcast. And oh. Oh. Oh.